Hi, this is Lori Handlers. I'm your host of Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. And I am so thrilled to have you here today because we're going to be dealing with an amazing subject, sex, American style. What is that? Just say no. Get it on with your spouse once a month, if that. Don't show an exposed nipple at the Super Bowl. Watch porn in the privacy of your own computer. Play to the religious right and then go for lap dances. What is going on in America? My guest today is Eugene Allegria. I'm bringing him back again to my show because he seems to know something about what Americans are longing for. He's a sex educator and founder of American Tantra. He's here to shed some light literally on sex American style. So, Eugene, tell me what is sex American style? What, what, what are Americans longing for? They're crazy. Uh-huh. Well, uh, I love to talk about sex American style in the energies of red, white, and blue. What does that mean? <laughs> well, I'm glad that you asked. Red has to do with the, with the body. White has to do with the mind. And blue has to do with the spirit. Very nice. Very appropriate <laughs> for Tantra Cafe, may I add. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that. So red, I know what red Tantra is. Well, not everybody knows what Red Tantra is. Yeah, so what is it? Uh, red Tantra has to deal with sexual desire, but how it hits us in our body. I, I like to say as Red Tantra hits our heart, hits every vein in our body, and it's when our blood boils, when we have that desire, when we're, we're, we're motivated to take action, physical action. Logic is not there. We just go for it, you know, or don't go for it. But it's that, you know, when our palms are sweating and our heart's beating and we're breathing heavily and everything, that is called sexual desire. I would say it's almost like being in heat. Wow. <laughs> and there are lots of people who practice Red Tantra. Oh, well, Red Tantra is the thing that a lot of people want to practice. And they're afraid if they don't have a partner, how are they going to get that steamy hot Tantra? Right, right, like right. Blood boiling. Right. Sexy Tantra. Right. Right. So that's... uh. Usually, uh, the, the confusion arises because people think that Tantra is red hot sex. You know, it's, it's like from the, the Western explorers when they went to these sacred, uh, temples in India and they saw these naked statues having sex. I mean, the first thing is like, <gasps> in shock, disbelief. From living, from being repressed and then seeing these statues having orgy sex, it's like, what is this? You know, and they, they kind of start the stigma that Tantra is all about sex, which is not true. Right, so tell, so now get to the white part, because that's where you start to prove, <laughs> that's where you start to prove these things faulty. Well, white Tantra is like the mastery of sex without sex. Okay. What does that mean? <laughs> the art of making love without making love. Okay. What what it does is, like I said, the the red tantra hits our our uh, our veins, our blood vessels, and everything. The white tantra hits our nervous system. Okay. It's all about the mental capacity. It's like the mind. So I I would say that the 
monks in uh, Eastern religions, what they would do is they would start this process of meditation. And because the, the mind needs to be entertained, eventually it'd come up with sexual desire. Eventually everybody goes there. They start longing for that uh, connection with another person, and they start to feel that within their, their nervous system. Uh, the shrimp with Shay once stated that monks are totally into sex. They're just not having sex with other people. They're having sex in their meditation. They're creating a third double. They're fantasizing of making love to the beloved, which is them. It's just the opposite gender. Right. They call it body doubling. They call it uh, creating a third double. They call it many, many other things. But it's it's like the fantasy, the illusion of having that sexual desire without doing it. Now, the American version is watching porn. Oh, please. <laughs> I, mean, I am totally serious. I mean, people, they sit at the computer, they watch porn, and they fantasize about doing this. They're practicing white tantra. You know, where, where they go with it, I have no idea where they do. But that's what white tantra is. It's about fantasy. It's about illusion. It's about using the mind as the largest sex organ to create that sexual desire within. Whether it be making love to the cosmos or making love to what's ever on the computer screen, it's still the same energy. Okay. I, I'm listening, and you know what? Because I do Tantra, and I have embraced it all, I have room for you to call porn white Tantra. Well, well, let me go ahead and tell you about couples and how they do it. Okay. So, so you, got, you, got, you got this male, and he's fantasizing about, you know, meeting this goddess and everything and he's just like making love to his wife and he's envisioning that she is like the an angel that just came down from the cosmos to and uh, create that sacred union right right and the woman is thinking about something totally different she's engaged in fantasy of her own she believes that she's this queen she's the queen of spain and the king of spain has come into her bedchambers and they're making mad passionate love as they rule the kingdom yeah. So the thing is, is that you got two couples, uh, two people in a couple, and they're fantasizing about two totally different things. And when I teach Tantra, it says the fantasies don't have to be mutual. Right. You know, it, it doesn't matter where they go in their mind to take them wherever they need to go. Right. They can fantasize about two totally different things. One could be a slave, one could be a master, one could be a servant, one could be a king, one could be, they could be equal, they could be opposite. It doesn't matter. And where couples get tripped up is that they feel that they need to share the same fantasy if it ain't going to work. And see, our fantasies. Our well, fantasies. And they're just that, they're fantasies. They're highly individualized. Of course they are not what turns someone on, what turns you on is not necessarily what turns me on. Right. So why would I want you to, why would I insist on you having the same thing as me? It's crazy. It comes the same with white tantra. Okay. For some people, they get turned on by the stars. Other people get turned on by internet porn. I have no judgment. It's all in the mind. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I got it. All right. So we're, so we're going, we did red and white. Uh-huh. How patriotic. We're going right on to blue. Blue is my favorite. Okay. Tell us about blue. Well, blue has to deal with the breath. Blue has to deal with being in the body. You know, the, the first one I said, uh, body, mind, spirit. Well, spirit is breath. 
Yes. You know, wait, you know, the Greek word for breath is spiritos. You know that? Oh, my God. <laughs> I would never guess. Oh, my God. It is. It, the Greek word is spiritos. Well, there's this, this, uh, uh, there's this famous, uh, yogi named Osho. Yeah. And he, he got that name because it, uh, it sounded like the ocean. I know. That's what he wanted his, we mentioned Osho on every show I ever do practically. And I know, uh, before Osho, about a, two years before Osho left his body, he said that he wanted to, it to sound in the, the sound to be clear like the ocean, to just be, encompassing, huge, like the ocean, and also, this is like a female aspect of the earth, it's the water. Right, right. Emotion. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you get a human being, and you stick their water in the ocean, and pretty soon they get in touch with their breath, right away. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the breath, the ocean, and everything, because they, they work together, you know, as, as we go into the cosmic uh, ocean, uh, the the holographic universe, it becomes, our breath becomes very important in that connection. Okay. And so Blue Tantra is all about breathing. It's all about being in our body. It's experiencing the energy as it takes form. Okay. As it, you know, waves come in and go out and come in and go out. And it's my favorite kind of Tantra because it is so expansive compared to the other two. The Red Hot Fiery Tantra you know, uh, it burns out very quick. Right. Starts up, lights up, burns out. The white, you know, a tantra is about being in our head and actually leaving our body. It's yeah. not being present. Yeah. But the blue tantra is all about being in our body, experiencing life, and it also encompasses the other two. Wow. Sometimes it gets really hot. Sometimes it gets, you know, it just goes into the surreal. So... These are not like all, you know, separate from each other. They yeah. have their own melody. So, but this is your, you've made this up. I mean, this, I've never, I'm a tantric teacher myself. Yeah. I've studied with other teachers. I've read their books. I know them, most of them. I never heard this before. This, I've heard of red tantra. I've heard of white tantra. I've heard of black tantra, which is the sex magic stuff. I've never heard of blue tantra. Is this this is original stuff on your part? Oh yeah, yeah. It's great. It's really great. So, yeah. what do Americans want? Well, I believe what Americans want is more. More what? More satisfaction, more fulfillment, more, uh, more sensations, more in a thrill of living, more mm-hmm. individuality, more freedom to express themselves. Uh, I think the American public wants more. Well, in that, on that note, we're going to come right back to that thought. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe. I'm Laurie Hamlers, your host. This is a program for spiritual enlightenment, and my guest today is Eugene Allegria, who is the founder of the American School of Tantra, and he's been describing to us the red, white, and blue forms of Tantra, and he's going to tell us more about the more that Americans want in a moment. If you're wondering what book you should read to jumpstart your sex life and increase your happiness, try my book, Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy. This short, easy-to-read book will make you laugh and it might make you cry. 
when you discover my tantric secrets for intimacy and happiness and how they apply to you. In this book, I begin with the tenth law, make love in the unknown. And then I work you all the way back through laws one through nine to teach you how to get to the unknown, which is where I really feel Tantra takes place. Connection takes place in the unknown rather than the known. It's fresh. It helps you keep your life fresh every single day, moment by moment. Sex and happiness puts the innocence and love back into sex, and that's what we so want in Tantra. It gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Sex and happiness can be ordered online at sexandhappiness.com for only $19.99 paperback and $14.99 ebook. That's Sex and Happiness at sexandhappiness.com by me, Laurie Handlers. Okay, we're back now with Eugene Allegria, my guest. We're talking about love. Well, we, in our last show together, we talked about love American style. This time we're talking about sex American style. And Eugene is telling us that Americans want more sensation, more everything. Right. So how does that translate? What if they don't have any money? If they don't have any money, well, they want the greatest return on their investment. So it's like uh, it's about learning about human sexuality. It's about honoring their own body. It's about uh, being present in the experience. And it's always about getting more out of every engagement that they have. Okay. So people are waking up to the fact of, like, how do I enrich my sex life? Okay. How do I enrich it with my beloved? How do I be present? It's like, I I think Tantra is, is so powerful because people can take a holiday without Having to go to the airport. Right, I love that. That's the part I love the best. I'm trying to just get a straight here. <laughs> they can take a holiday from themselves, also. That's very true. Okay, because they can they can they can get into altered states. They don't have to take drugs. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> In fact, you know what what it comes to is that the human body actually loves sex. Because it resets the system. Everybody can say that they feel better after sex. Well, unless they've been raped. Oh, well, we're not talking about rape because rape is, is actually uh, a violent crime. It's not about sex. It's right. about power and control. That's right. That's right. There's nothing sexual about rape. So That's we're talking about <laughs> enjoyment sex. We're talking about partner sex. Yeah. We're talking about sex that people desire with each other. Right, right. People desire human contact. The reason being is because there's a floor of electricity, of uh, electromagnetic electricity, when two people touch. Uh, you know, it's it's. <laughs> when two people touch, <laughs> we can feel the energy. Okay. People love to be touched. Okay. Yeah, and they do. Right. It's I touch, love to be touched. Touch is very healing. Yeah, and it's it's wonderful. Right. So it's uh, sometimes it's as simple as that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. So tell us more. So how do they go about getting this? How do they go about getting touch? 
How do they get into Tantra if they don't? You didn't answer the question if they don't have any money. You know, how are they going to get more touch? How are they going to get more appreciation? Well, the, the easiest thing to do is to get a book on Tantra. Okay. And there's plenty of books out there. And the next thing would be possibly watching a, a video or DVD okay. on Tantra. Well, they can find my book, Sex and Happiness. Absolutely. At sexandhappiness.com. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I personally feel that people need a teacher. I'll just say that to you. Right. I feel people need a teacher. So that, listen, there are meetup groups in every city. Uh-huh. You know, there's one here in Phoenix where we are. There's two or three or four in New York. There's two in Boston that I know of. Right. They're pretty much everywhere. Wouldn't it be better to, like, meet a Tantra teacher like yourself or me to get started, don't you think? Absolutely. I totally believe that because it's like if somebody wanted to learn how to play baseball, they would join a team, and right. then that team is a coach and trainer, and they learn for, from each other. Same learning anything like yoga or knitting or basket weaving, you know. There's so many resources out there of people who have taken that path. And there are more teachers today that are available to teach Tantra than ever before. Yeah. Especially here in America. Right. Right. Well, my feeling about it is this, that even though I might read a book on balance, if I tried to write a bike by myself, I wouldn't have gotten balanced by reading the book. Like, in order to learn to ride the bike, I have to get on the bike and someone's going to run along with me and push me along, run along as I learn balance. I'm going to fall down maybe 20 times before I actually get the distinction, which is both a mind distinction and a body distinction, balance. Right. And so I feel the same about Tantra. I read Margot Anand's book before I ever took Tantra. I read The Art of Sexual Ecstasy. It had nice pictures in it. They all looked really good. <laughs> you know, I thought, wow, I want this. But I needed a teacher to explain to me the intricacies of it, the subtleties in it. I couldn't do it by myself. Right. You know? Well, I had a similar uh, experience. In 1980s, I read uh, Montag Chia's Cultivating Sexual Male Energy. Yeah. Right? So a little diagram, the yin and yang, right? And it was like 10 years later where uh, I was stumbling into Diane Richardson's book, the heart of uh, Tantra, and I got it. Like 10 years later, you know, the, the male and female polarity, you know, of the breast and the penis and all that, you know, the heart and the way the energy... You're going to have to explain all that now because people listening are not going to know. I know what you're talking about, but... but it was it was a very simple concept. I read the book. I all read all the manuals. It was very simple. What is it? Give us the concept. The 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 concept is yin yang, positive negative energies, right? Like a battery. Right. Within the male body, the positive pole is the penis. The negative receiving part is the heart. For the woman, it's the opposite. The positive poles are the breast. The negative Energy is the yoni or the vagina. Okay, so anyway, there's this theory based on Chinese religion 
that we have positive and negative energy flow through our body, and we're naturally built that way. So for the woman, she would send her positive energy into the negative receiving part of the male. Right. And then that male would feel that positive love energy. His heart would expand, and the energy would flow down into his penis, and he would give the male positive energy into her vagina where she would receive it, and that would flow up into her heart and create the microcosmic circuit. Right. And, and when that connection was established, then it starts to create a generator. And the energy flows between the male and the female, from the male to the female, from the female to the male, and everything else like that. All right. Now, that is natural development. My problem was, is I had reversed the polarity. I'm sending out heart energy into a female who is also sending heart energy, and there was a clash. So I was... That's amazing. I was wondering why I was repulsing women, and the reason was is I wasn't open to receiving their love, which they give so freely... And I was competing with them. So I'm sending out my male heart energy to a female heart energy, and there's a clash, and all of a sudden she closes down. And, I mean, you know, and, and if she opened it up, it would be overwhelming for her. She'd just go into busyness or whatever. And the reason why is because I'm sending out energy when I should be, as a male, receiving energy from my heart. Right. And, and when I re- reverse the polarity... It was a natural. When I went back into my naturalness, because I heard all this new age about opening up your heart and this I was going to do Wait, I was just going to say, that sounds like love new age style rather than love American style. It sounds like all these Alan Alda guys, all these guys who open their heart and they walk around it. They're not sexy. Right. They're not sexy. They're not. Yeah, so so the, I, I was accused of this. You don't need to worship the goddess. You are the goddess <laughs> as a male. You know, it's right. like, you know, step into the God energy. Right, right. Step into the God energy. Take the love in your heart and put your love out your organs. Right, right, right. Wow. So as, you know, having a teacher and a mentor, what happened would have me found that profound simple truth, which I read in a book, was up here in my brain, but was not in my body. Right. And Tantra is experiential. Experiential. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say the word. It's experiencing life. It's experiencing energy. It's experiencing it in our body. It's not a mental thing. I call that brain food. And you know what? I had brain food. And I call that white Tantra. The art of having sex without having sex. You know, get up to a point. Mm-hmm. But it's not really holistic. It's not in our body. It's not in ourselves. It's not in that aha moment. Right. So I totally agree having a teacher. You know, I have many teachers. I have a guru. You know, I there's people that I tap into that have that wisdom of the ages. You know, and they are still on the path of self-discovery. And they share with me as well as I share with them about this thing called life. You know, what what we see and the things that we don't even see. Because Tantra is so expansive that we let go of our stupid human tricks and we start 
engaging and having a union with the cosmos. And that is so profound. And that is so, uh, it's a, it's revolutionary. Yeah, it is. And it changes, not only it's a revolution inside. Yeah. It's like evolution. It's revolution inside that changes things on the outside. They had, you know, they had a, um, a, there was a call for people to have sex on one of those meditations, you know, one, one, like we just had nine, 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 the date, nine, nine, nine. Uh-huh. There was some call for people to have intercourse to change the world. And I, it was a joke. I, I thought it was very funny. Uh-huh. But I think that Tantra has the potential to change the world because people change their inner chemistry. Right. They change their chemistry. They change their emotions. They change their attitudes. It's like having a permanent attitude adjustment. And then they reflect new things on the outside of them. They don't make war. You got it. They make love. You got it. And American Tantra is like about stars and stripes forever. <laughs> and these stars are not on a flag. These stars are, are, are when we start to engage in the cosmos and the unified still. You know, the potential that's out there. I cannot explain it, but I've been there. And everybody's had those moments when they're, they realize that they're, number one, uh, a deep sense of humility and feeling so insignificant in this universe. And number two, having a place of power in that universe. And experience the duality, the paradox of nature. How there's that complete humility and surrender to realize that we're just a grain of sand, you know, on the beach next to the ocean of consciousness. And then having the awakening at the same time as being an important part, the important grain of sand on that beach and being part of the beach and the ocean of And everything, right, part of it all. So, good, good. Uh, this is great stuff. That's and blue so, that's blue <laughs> Red, white, and blue, stars okay. and stripes forever. You got it. And those, those stripes are, are, I call them geometric patterns within the universe. When we start to feel those and see those geometric, the patterns and everything, you know, that's Tantra. When we, we could see them in our dreams, we can actually, uh, the profound experiences, consciously having eyes open and experiencing the holographic field as it appears to us. Now, I want to get into this. Yes. We'll have to get into this in our next segment. American are really needy, unhappy, kind of rich people. Not all of them are rich, but a lot of them, especially now. Yeah. But a lot of them, even when they're nice and comfortable, when they have the wherewithal and the means to buy anything they want. Like, I'm not going to mention the superstars that have killed themselves with drugs and alcohol or just a broken heart. Uh-huh. I mean, I feel, I strongly feel that Elvis died of a broken heart. Right. So there are, we're, I don't even want to say they because I'm American. We're this very hard to please, very unhappy group of people. Ethnicity, if you will. And we're always looking for more, and still, it doesn't seem that we 
have what we want. There's a search. People are seeking. And they usually are seeking through commercialism. Mm-hmm. So I want you to cover this in the red, white, and blue mm-hmm. when we when when we come back. Okay. Just want to let people know we're you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. It is such a pleasure to do this show for you. And today my guest is Eugene Allegria, and he's talking to us about sex, American style, sex in the red, white, and blue. He's giving us his unique and brand new version about what Tantra is. And I personally have never heard this take on Tantra anywhere. Most people want to get back to the Indian roots of Tantra, the Egyptian roots of Tantra, the Tibetan roots of Tantra. Those are all the things that I'm versed in and I'm studied in. But my guest today is creating a whole new school a whole new way to view Tantra in the world, and that's called the American School of Tantra. So, Eugene, how, first of all, how can people get in touch with you? Because we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna take up more subject matter, mm-hmm. but how can they get in touch with you if they want to write to you and contact you on the Internet? AmericanTantra at Yahoo.com. Well, that's easy. AmericanTantra at Yahoo.com. There we yeah, go. Yeah. You can write to Eugene if you want. If you have any questions about what he's covering here, because... His take on it is definitely fresh. It's what I talked about in my book about making love in the unknown. You are the unknown. (laughs) (laughs) You are so the unknown with this whole set of American Tantra. So before we paused, Mm -hmm. we spoke about Americans. I spoke about Americans being the unhappy group. I mean, one of the reasons I go to India every year is because people in India, as poor as they can be, are still happy. Mm-hmm. It's not to say they don't want what we have in the West. They're getting it, actually, rapidly. There's plenty of billionaires in India. However, Indians are so happy. The kids play. The ki- they take care of each other. They, No matter what their caste, no matter whatever, you come here and people seem, they seem dead mm-hmm. inside. So tell us about what it is that American Tantra can offer them? What would sex American style look like if if these unhappy people came and drove? <laughs> so, uh, as I said, uh, American Tantra, the basics are red, white, and blue. Three different types of energy. And that's just the basic foundation to understand Tantra. And I define Tantra as a gateway into the holographic universe. Okay. Now, when you get all the colors of the rainbow and you put them together, what color do you get? White. Black. I thought black was the absence of color. White is the presence of all colors. Well, you know what? I am politically incorrect. (laughs) So the absence of all colors is black. Right. Okay. So that's what we have to look at. And I'm glad that you corrected me on that because it's really important concept. Because Black Tantra, I believe, is a healing paradigm of Tantra. And what I believe that is going on in America are all these people who are having issues with their purpose in life. Uh, chronic fatigue right. syndrome is, is a very, uh, an epidemic in the U.S. They say that it's a, it's a, it's a transition between karma and dharma, and that's for the Hindu religions. In other words, people, living without purpose and wondering how come they're not happy. 
And the, well, let's just define karma and dharma for people. Karma is is uh, it's it's kind of religious. So as far as I, I'm concerned, it's make believe. Uh, but just imagine that we had many lives, and what we do is over those lives we have lessons, and sometimes we learn the lessons, and sometimes we don't. But out of it, we create a pattern. And what happens is that people who are born into karma are living in a pattern of past lives. In other words, trying to get a lesson. They've never graduated from high school, so they're going back and, you know, completing the freshman year again, and maybe going back into, like, grade school, whatever, but jumping back. But you know what? They're never out of school. Dharma is when they graduate out of school, not only out of high school, in college, and they're thrown into the unknown, which means that they create their own pattern. They create yeah. their own life. It's a fresh beginning. In other words, it's a life free from any pattern. Basically, they've let go of all their sin and all their sainthood, and they can go ahead and do whatever they want with their life. And if you really want to believe in this Hindu religion, is that there is no right and reason to the universe. You could be a saint all your life, and, and die a horrible death. You could be an evil madman and live a glorious life. The universe has no judgment. There is no rhyme and reason. Right. When a person understands that, that no matter how good they, they, they do or how bad they do, they're not going to be judged, then they can move out of karma and into dharma. And that's the great mystery, the great unknown, the great chaos. I don't want to segue into make-believe because it's totally the imagination of psychics and prophets and whatever. And it's religion. It's very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and it's also religion, which Tantra isn't a religion. Although I, ha- I did get an email today that someone I know has made his school of Tantra into a religion. I don't think he's the first one either. There's a few of them. They're making it into a religion. So I don't... Well, religion is all about regulation, a set of rules and guidelines, correspondence, whatever, you know, just a whole uh, protocol. And uh, Tantra is beyond that. Tantra is beyond any rules. And that's uh, especially when I'm talking about uh, black Tantra, which is the healing paradigm. It's about stepping out of our box of limitations. It's about letting go of our limited mind. It's about dissolution of the ego. It's about forgetting everything that we know and expanding our our minds into the possibility that there's more. That's wonderful. That's what I want. Right, right. That's what I want moment by moment. That's what I teach. Uh-huh. I'm glad that's what you're teaching it as well, even in this with a fresh package. Yeah. You have a fresh package about it. So the Black Tantra is like the absence of color and light. Because we need to go there to find out what our purpose in life is. And our purpose in life is really to go ahead and address our shadows, our demons, and to make peace with them. And once we do that, then we're free to experience life with total freedom and abandonment. So, do you think most Americans want to do that? Uh, I I mean, I I can't picture that. They're doing it anyway. They're feeding their demons anyway. You know, people who are, are uh, uh, obsessive and compulsive about anything that create self-destruction in their life are feeding their demons anyway, whether they're conscious of it or not. 
Okay. So, I mean, you know, the, the way it works is like they may say, hell no, but the thing is is that they're feeding their devil anyway. Okay, so you're saying to do it consciously. Yeah, to do it consciously. Okay. And that's accepting the dark side of ourselves. It's also accepting the light side of ourselves because this is all about dissolution of, of ego. You know, it's about, you know, taking a look at our good, goody-goody tissue and then taking a look at our naughty self and realize it's our ego, it's our personality. Right. And letting that all go. And that is, that is, uh, that's a ceremony context of, uh, Black Tantra. That's the magic that's created. Because only when we can let that go can we expand our heart, our spirit, and our total being into the holographic universe. So the knowledge of everything that has been, is now, and will ever be. Once we go in there, uh, we're free. But, we have to address Cheers. our demons. We have to choose. Yeah, usually the, uh, a sign to know that when somebody starts going there is they're paralyzed by fear. That's when you know you're there. It's like you, there's no seatbelts. It's like God's not going to save me. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit, funny. what did I get into? It's, it's when we get into what I call authentic prayer. Authentic prayer is when you're on your knees and you're praying to God to get you out of it. It's not begging, it's not a, 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 what do you call it, a laundry list for Santa Claus. It's like, just let me live another moment, and you're there. And feel better. Yeah. And feel better. You know, that's exactly how I found Tantra. Yeah. I was literally on my knee praying. And I'm not a praying <laughs> kind of a person. Right. But I was having a really rough year. I had just broken up with my job that I thought I was going to stay in forever. I had just broken up with my boyfriend who kind of went with the job. Uh-huh. He was part of that company. I I was miserable. Right. And I bought, I mean, I was so distraught. And I bought the book, Eight Weeks to Optimum Health. I thought that would be a good thing for myself to buy because I was really in bad shape. Right. And I was reading that book. And then I listened to Marianne Williamson tape. And she said, when you're in such a state where you're on your knees and you feel to pray, that's probably when the light will come on. Uh-huh. So I said, I'm not really a praying person, <laughs> but I'll, I'll try it. So I tried a prayer. And the next day, my friend Gloria called me and said, I think you should go to this Tantra class in Maryland. Because I was living in Washington at the time, and I went, okay. I mean, I, I would have said okay to anything. Uh-huh. And, <clears throat> excuse me, that was my first tantra. Right. Right when I was praying. So, maybe everyone else will find it like that. <laughs> maybe your theory is correct. Right. Everyone will find it that way. The, what, what's, uh, when somebody goes into that gateway, and I call it gateway because it's like an expansion, it's like a portal that we cross over, it's, it's been written about as being a shamanic death, or a rites of passage, or a paradigm shift, or an awakening, yeah. or, you know, uh, whatever. 
you know, it's uh, the burning bush. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's not new. It's happened before. Yeah. It happens to a lot of people. It's a natural part of being human on this planet, and it, it's, it's good to go there. And that's what I believe, you know, the advanced tantra is, is. How do we get there? How do we get there? And how do we get there with pleasure? How do we get there and address our demons and embrace them and let them go? Not kill them, but actually create them, uh, kind of turn it around where they become our allies. Right. And that's what, that's a big demon that's really with the American public is that they're not in their body. They're not having as much pleasure as their body deserves, which is sky's the limit. Uh, and they're, they're, they're not living the dream, the American dream, which is freedom and independence. And the pursuit of happiness. You got it. So was it you? Somebody just said to me, I don't know. Someone just said to me, Americans got stuck in the word pursuit. Like they keep <laughs> they keep looking for happiness. They're pursuing happiness, but they don't they don't have happiness. They don't let the happiness in. They're looking for it everywhere, but they don't have it. Oh, that that's uh, being versus doing. Huh? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. A being well, happiness is a being phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Joy is a being phenomenon. Doing is a doing phenomenon. We it gets more doing and more doing and more doing. So the the way the human and this is why black tantra works is the way that the human body works is that we could only we have a limited capacity for pain. In other words, if you give so much pain to the human body, it will shut down and die. Okay, we have a limit unlimited amount for pleasure. And we learned this in the Marine Corps. <laughs> <laughs> For pleasure, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Not only that, it's restorative, it's uh, regenerative, it's healthy to have pleasure. Yeah. Laughter, pleasure, just good sensations, feel good. The body has an unlimited capacity to experience pleasure, but a limited capacity to feel pain. And so that's the dark demon that's driving the American public is that, you know, they know that there's only so much pain they can endure before they start to look at the other part of the equation, which is pleasure. And that's the attraction to Tantra, is not to get rid of the pain, but how to pursue pleasure, how to have more satisfaction with one life, how to have deeper connections in their physical engagement, how to have intimate connections with their loved one, their beloved. How to even have an intimate connection with themselves. Well, I I know what you're saying to be true. Yeah. And I feel that people still get attracted to Tantra mainly because they see the word S-E-X. They see sex, and that seems to be all they want more of. They're definitely not getting enough. Uh-huh. And the way Americans do sex is not pleasurable necessarily. It's quick. Uh-huh. It's fast, it's a conquest, it's a release, and then it's over. Everything you're saying are the byproducts of Tantra. Uh-huh. The way I look at it is, I don't care how they get there. Right. They're going to find out that it's so much more. Uh-huh. And everything you've said is the truth, really the truth of Tantra. So, I guess we've got to get them there any way that we can. Mm-hmm. We just keep advertising sex, 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 sex. 
They won't come. <laughs> <laughs> well, sex sells in America. You know, that's the saying goes. Actually, sex sells everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's something within, it's, it's something that hits us in uh, body, mind, and spirit. You know, it's our animal nature. It's also our higher, highest calling. So, I mean, uh, when you talk to sex about, to anybody, number one, they develop an interest and curiosity. But number two, they will shut down at the point they're willing to hear. Right. At the point that they're not willing to go past. Right, right. Yeah. They will shut down. And it's very interesting to see. It's like, well, it's great that my neighbors have sex, but God forbid, I won't do that, you know? Yeah. But they're interested in hearing that. They're interested in, in listening to the conversation. Well, they have a propensity for gossip and for and for hearing about juicy things, even if they don't permit themselves to juice. Right, right. We're going to pause here. Okay. So just on that note, we're going to come back to whether people move towards Really feeling the pleasure of sex or away from. We'll come back to that. If you've just tuned in, you are listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. And today my guest is Eugene Allegria of the American School of Tantra. And as long as I have Eugene on this show with me as my guest, I want to tell you about a trip that we're planning together. We're taking you should you decide to come with us on an amazing opportunity for couples to learn red tantra, but you'll learn red, white, and blue tantra with Eugene and me in a palace in India, January 9th to the 22nd in 2010. You'll arrive in Delhi and spend the night and then travel by train to a lovely palace in Ajmer, which is located in the state of Rajasthan, the most colorful state in India. There you'll stay and learn sexual secrets of Tantra for five days with your beloved. During your stay at the palace, you'll have a chance to explore the local artisans and craftspeople in this town of Ajmer. And at the end of your palace stay and your Tantra course, you'll travel to nearby Pushkar, where you'll climb the Saviche Mountain and visit the world's only Brahma temple. And you'll get a chance to stroll through some of the most colorful markets there are in India. Then you'll visit Agra, of course, the home of the Taj Mahal. The Taj Mahal, by the way, was built by a famous king, Shah Jihan, for his beloved wife. So it's a testament of love, the Taj Mahal. And it's actually reported that the Taj Mahal was secretly a tantric temple in the days of old. Then we'll travel by plane to Kajuraho to see the Kama Sutra temple. And we'll have a chance to meditate inside the temples, which were built by the Chandala kings. And we'll see a sound and light show, which tells the history of these temples. They are truly amazing. When you return to Delhi, you'll have a chance to tour the city or shop in the Paraganj, which is possibly one of the oldest marketplaces in the world. And, of course, if you'd like to stay on in India, we have other kinds of variety of tours that you can take to travel to various and sundry other places around India or even to Nepal. So for more information about this palace, Tantra course, 
in India with Eugene and myself, please call 202-686-7440. That's 202-686-7440. Or write to me at laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at butterflyworkshops.com. Laurie at ButterflyWorkshops.com. Of course, you can go to Butterfly Workshops for more details of the tour to find out the prices and what you have to do to qualify to be on this tour with us. We'd love to have you. So if you've just tuned in, you're listening to Tantra Cafe, a program for spiritual enlightenment. I'm here with Eugene Allegria. You can reach him at americantantra at yahoo.com. And we're rounding out the hour here, so I want to ask you some questions yes. about where we left off. Well, I'm glad that you, you brought that up, because I think this is a very important uh, obstacle that Americans deal with. I'm always doing continuous research and in, in interviews on the street everywhere when it comes to human sexuality in America. Yeah, what's, what's, what about that? So, so I ask everybody. You know, when they say, uh, would you like uh, to open up a new bank account? There's a lot of salespeople, or can they help you? I always ask them the question, how is your sex life? Right? And then I look for the reaction. And it falls in either two categories. One is shame, and the other one is sexy. And I look at that, because it's a barometer of where that person is at. Because... When you look at any person in America, they're dealing with either shame or sexiness. You know, how are they? Or both. Yeah. So where, where do they fit on the scale? You know? And, Got it. And, and it's really important to address those two concepts. Because when somebody is full of shame, and I say, how's your sex life? Automatically, they want to, like, hide. It's like they want to, like, put a cloak over their face. I mean, they're, like, totally embarrassed. They giggle too. Oh yeah, they'll they'll giggle, they'll distract, and they'll they'll pretend that they didn't even hear the question. In other words, they'll they'll start to go into their resistance. But energetically, as I see it, it's almost they want to put a, a cloak over themselves to hide themselves from this deep dark secret that they hold within: of shame, blame, and guilt. And then there's other people that their eyes just Sparkle and shine and going like, yeah, you know, I have a great sex life. It can always get better. But, you know, you see that smile. You see that rotation. <laughs> They're like juicy. It's like, oh, my God, somebody just asked me, you know, and it's a complete opposite. And, you know, this is not 50-50. You do not find 50% of the people in shame and 50% of the people in this glowing juiciness. It's more like. 80% of the people are in the shame, and 20% these days are in the glowy juiciness. And I'm not talking about lap dancers and pole dancers. Right, no. I'm, they're not trying to sell. Right. There's, there's something else. Right. And I, and I, Jesus, I would say it was, the, the odds are even higher. I would say it would be uh, probably 90-10. 90 Wow, okay. Uh, I mean, because seriously, uh, Tantricas, people who are, are very, uh, Interested in self-development, they've addressed those issues. There's a lot of people that get caught in, up into the, the self-development, self-study, uh, you know, mis- uh, metaphysical and everything, and they're ashamed of their bodies. They're ashamed to get naked. They will bear their soul, and they will tell 
everybody about, you know, how much they've grown, but, you know, to take off your clothes is just unheard of. There's a lot of shame that's in their body. There's a lot of guilt that's in their body. And it's important to address these two concepts, is that how can we be sexy? How can we be free if we're holding on to shame, blame, and guilt? We have to deal with time. We have to go to Tantra and let it go. Do emotional relief. Absolutely. It's all about clearing. It's all about freedom. It's about doing the work. And doing the work, it's very helpful to have somebody, a mentor, a teacher, a coach, an intimate companion, a lover, you know, whoever, to hold that space as we let go, as we shed uh, that mask. And, and when you say do the work, I just want to say work usually connotes something is really hard, hard work. And in Tantra, the work is very pleasurable. Right. Although there is resistance, uh-huh. but it's very pleasurable. Right. <laughs> well, with Tantra, there's always expansions and contractions. Uh, that always comes. With every expansion, there's a contraction. So while we may be dancing with joy and bliss and everything else like that, and it's good for us to expand with pleasure, there's also contraction, which I call the spiritual hangover that comes with it. And and we always address these two things with the Tantra. That's so expansive that you have everything. You have the light and you have the dark and realize that that's part of the human condition and everything comes and goes. Nothing is forever. The problem is that people are holding on to pain forever. And that's not right. right. They hold on to suffering. But then when they get pleasure, they try to hold on to that. Anything we hold on to doesn't last. (laughs) Right, right. I mean, it would seem obvious to people. They try it over and over and over again, but they don't get it. Right, right. Yeah. It's great. You make a great point here. Really, really great point. So, So to sum it up, if we were summing up sex American style, Americans are in one place, and they need to see us Uh to go into this other place. Can you say? I mean, I I don't know. Right, right. The number one uh, obstacle to enjoying sex in America has to do with shame. So we've got to get rid of that shame as quickly as possible. Yeah, where did that shame come from? I mean, were we we genetically born with this shame? Is it in our DNA? You know, what is it? I I think it is. And and yet there's traditions out there that free us from ourselves so we can be the authentic beings that we came in this life to enjoy. Well, reasonably speaking, these traditions are making a comeback now. Right. I mean, it's it's mind-boggling what you could do now what you could study now to there's this emotional freedom technique mm-hmm. that Deepak Chopra's talking about. There's emotional release that I'm always talking about. There's Reiki. There's hypnosis. That's always been around in our cultures. But there's all these things that people can do. Right. And then Tantra, which is the love of your life mm-hmm. and the love of my life. Tantra, Tantra, Tantra. The the reason why, I believe that a reason why people in third world countries are so happy is because they have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Here in America, we have everything to lose. Mm, and I think we need to do that. You know, and everything to lose, and we don't see by losing everything, ourselves, the solution of our ego, we have the universe to gain. 
And that doesn't mean like, you know, giving, you know, selling the house and moving to India. What it means is that how do we release ourselves from our shame, our guilt, and our need to control everything? And how do we let go of those things that, that are create barriers from being con- having connection with ourselves, first of all, with other people in life? And this is the, the whole purpose of Tantra is how do we do it with breath, sound, and movement? When it comes down to it, it's all about breathing. It's about the healing power of sound that comes from within or without. And it's about moving our bodies, you know, with whatever spirit is within. And that is Tantra. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's just those three things. There is no religion. There is no whatever. It's just about doing that. Breath, sound, and movement. Beautiful. Well, on that note, we're going to wrap up the show today. I want to really thank you if you just tuned into the last segment. You're listening to Tantra Cafe, Program for Spiritual Enlightenment. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. It is my pleasure to be here. It's been a wonderful time today with Eugene Allegria, who is co-leading a trip, a tour to India with me, which will be teaching the sexy hot aspects of Tantra in a palace in Rajasthan. If you'd like more information about that, please write to me, laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. You can reach Eugene by going to ta- American Tantra at yahoo.com. And I'd like to say namaste from Tantra Cafe. It's been my pleasure to be with you. <laughs>